You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our associate pastor, Brent Hand, with this week's message. Are you blessed? Yeah, 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 yeah. we were blessed, right? You, you, did you wake up somewhere this morning that was nice and warm, had a, had a roof over your head probably? probably? I don't know if you didn't, you probably chose to do that, you probably like chose to camp out or something, right? Um, did you have breakfast this morning? I mean, some, I know breakfast isn't always, that may be the meal you skip. But, uh, but everybody right now, you're probably thinking about what you're doing for lunch, right? You're not going to go, you know, try to, to scrum up just, just a couple of coins and try to find something to, you know, out of a vending machine or something, right? You, you're going to, you got some plans today for some food. Did you walk here this morning? How did, how did you get here, right? You're blessed. Have you got a job to go to this week? Have you got family or friends or anything? You're blessed. In in all those areas, you're blessed. But here's the thing is, do we truly realize how blessed we are? Do you recognize how blessed you are? Do you live as if you're blessed? Do you? Um, I think there's two lies that keep us from realizing how, how blessed we are, okay? I think there's two lies that we believe a lot of the time, and we live like they're true, and they keep us from truly living like we're blessed. And what I want to do is I want to show you these two lies, and then I'm going to give you a test, okay? I'm going to give you a test. And then after I give the, te- give the test to you, i got a little story to share with you and from the book of Acts, and then we're going to pray and we're going to be out of here, okay? Um, but don't get too excited. That sounds like there's not much to do. We got, we got a ways to go, okay? <laughs> All right? So the first lie, the first lie that I believe that, uh, that keeps us from realizing how blessed we are is this, is that by being blessed, that means having everything that I want. And, you know, we, we do that because we look around and we see how other people live their lives. We see the things that other people have, and we say, well, I don't have that, so I'm not really that blessed. They're more blessed than I am. Right? Don't we do that? Craig Rochelle says this. He says, comparison kills contentment. Where comparison ends, contentment begins. Here's the thing. is like you can compare yourself to everybody else, but you weren't called to live like everybody else. Yeah. Right? You weren't. And oftentimes, we, we, out of the things that God blesses us with, we get it and we think, like, how can I use this to make me happy? Right? Well, that's what we do sometimes. But the truth is, is that God blesses us in order to bless others. That's what God, that's why he gives us the good things he gives us. It's not so that we can just have fun with it, right? But so that we can, we can bless other people. Um, Acts 20, it says that, that Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. That, that, that's, that's what that says. We're blessed in order to give, in order to give to others. Um, the second lie, that's the first lie, okay? The second lie is this, is that that my resources are limited. That, that's, that's, that's the second lie I think we believe, is that we've got a limited amount of resources. So what this does is that makes every time we get a penny, every time we get any little scrap of anything, we're trying to hold on to it, trying to store it away, and try to keep it. Say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not as blessed as other people, and, you know, may, I may not ever get it again. So I better hold on to this as tight and as possible as I can. You know, Jesus tells us 
um, to, to pray for our daily bread. And so I think sometimes we hear that and we're like, okay, well, if he's only giving us a little bit of bread every day, then I need to hold on to a little bit for tomorrow. But he's giving it to us daily. He's taking care of us every day. And, and what we do with that, sometimes with that mentality, is we take the things that we're blessed with and we use them to pad us out to protect ourselves from the problems of life instead of seeing it like we talked about a minute ago as a thing that God puts in our hands to bless others. We, we even use it sometimes to not have to depend on everybody else, to not need anyone else in our life. We can use money to keep, keep people away from us, right? That we, we don't have to go ha ask for help or we don't have to go, you know, talk to people or, or you know, those kind of things. Um, and we can use, use the, our resources in a very limited, limiting way. And we, we forget that, that uh, like the scripture says, our, our God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That's what it says. That's a really weird say, saying. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. What he says, he, he's got everything. It's all his. It's all his. So we're not, we're, we're not, we're not like, you know, what we've got isn't, that's not it. And here's the truth, okay? Everything you own in reality is only on loan, right? Everything you've got is, is just temporary. And so, so why, why hold on to it so tightly, right? Why hold on to it so tightly? Um, John the Baptist said this in, in John chapter 3. He says, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. So here, here's the thing. You're blessed. You're blessed, okay? We don't need to live these lies anymore. We're blessed. We need to live like we're blessed. And so here's the test, okay? I've got a test to see how, um, how, not just how blessed you are, because we've already decided that you're blessed, okay? We've already, we already figured that out. Well, this is a test to see how, how, how you're living it out. Are you living like you're blessed, okay? And this, if you're freaking out about a test, one question, okay? One question, that's it, all right? How do you handle the things that you've been blessed with? That's the test. That's the test. How do you handle the things that you've been blessed with? Now, I'm going to make it even easier. I'm going to make it multiple choice, okay? Here's your multiple choice answers, okay? Do you hold on to it too tightly? We can do that, right? We can hold it and just, like I said, just think like, okay, this might be all I get, so I better hold on to this. Better not let anybody touch it, right? Or, or B, do you waste it without thought? You know, just like, oh, well, God's going to take care of me, so just whatever, you know? There's, there needs to be some balance right there, right? Right? Some balance. Um, or, C, do you thoughtfully share what you have with those in need? That is the test to see not how blessed you are, but how blessed you, you, you realize that you are, how, how you live. So let's look real quick. I said just one question, but I want to kind of look at, it, look at that question in a few different ways real quick, okay? Because there's different ways that we're blessed. Do you know that? There's different ways that we're blessed. And some people are more blessed in certain areas than other people are. Some people have different blessings. That's, that's okay. But God blesses us all. He gives us all what we need, okay? Um, so let's talk about what we've already been thinking about, okay? I've tried not to say money. I have a couple of times. But I'm not just talking about money. But whenever we talk about this kind of stuff, we immediately go to, go to our checking account, right? We immediately go to dollar signs, right? But money and uh that, that is one way we, we look and see, oh, well, it's just how blessed I am or whatever. That's, that's not the way to, to look at it. But here's the thing. It, like, let's ask that question now with money. How do you handle the money that you've been blessed with? Do you hold on to it too tightly? Do you waste it without thought? Or 
do you thoughtfully share what you have with those in need? That's, that's, the, that's the test, right? That's it. So how, what do you do with your money? How, how do you live with that? Um, that that's that's, that's the, the key here is we can think like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I give what I'm supposed to or whatever. That's, that's not what it is. Like, do you, do you live in a way as where you're ready to give to somebody who needs it? Or do you look at your money as if this is mine and I get to keep it? Or do we see it as, as, as this is on loan from God? I got to do the best I can with what he's given me. Another way that we've been blessed is we've been blessed with, uh, I think I said gifts, talents, skills. Um, the different, there's different ways to phrase that. But let's, let's ask that question. Ask that question of yourself right now. How do you handle your gifts, your talents, your skills? How do you handle those things? How do you handle Do you hold them too tightly? Do you, do you keep them to yourself? Do you, do you use them just to benefit you? Or do you waste it without thought? Do you just... You just not even pay attention, not even realize the talents and the skills. Everybody's got something they can do, right? Everybody's got something that God's blessed you with, uh, some, some talent, skills, some, something. We spent our whole summer talking about spiritual gifts, right? We, uh, there's, there's so many ways that you're, you're blessed in that area. Or do you thoughtfully share your talents and your skills with, with those that, that are in need? What do you do? I know uh, at the church I, I was at before 2011, there was a, uh, a lady that that knitted and she would knit just just blankets just tons of blankets and every time there was a, a child born in the church she would go and give give the, the mother a blanket and you know that's, that's that's something instead of just sitting saying well i'm gonna you know knit something for myself knit something for you know whatever your talent is let me say i don't knit brent what do you think what do you think i'm doing <laughs> well, what do you do what do you do i have a friend that that um that i talk to from time to time and he was already, I was already going to mention him right here. He, he texts me uh, scriptures because he loves to read the Bible. He loves to read the Bible. And when he reads it, he'll, he'll get a scripture and he'll send it to me. He'll send it to, uh, I'm assuming a bunch of people. I'm assuming it's not just me. But he sent me one yesterday. And I'm going to use it at the end of the sermon now. I, I just decided, I, that, it's perfect for the end of the sermon. And, uh, and, but God used his, his, like, his love of scripture Yesterday, he, he, and that's the thing is, is, what do you love? What is it that you're, where are you gifted? Where are you gifted at? And we've got so many people around here that are so gifted and do so many awesome things to make 2011 ha happen, you know? And uh, if you're not doing that, what is it? What is it that you need to be doing? What is it that you need to be, um, what are your talents, your skills? How can you use those? To bend, don't hold on, too hold on to them too tightly. Don't waste them. But let's share them with others that, that need those things. Okay, so third thing. Spend some time there. But the third thing, way we're blessed, is time. We're blessed with time. And it, it's one of the most, uh, you know, it's, it's one resource that we just, we don't get back, right? It goes away, and we've got a limited amount of it. Uh, how do you handle the time you've been blessed with? Do you hold on to it too tightly and protect it? Or do you waste it without thought? Just blow it and just not even think about what you're doing? Or do you thoughtfully share what you have with those in need? Do you take time with the people that need it? Do you spend time with people that need it? How do you use your time? Think about that. How do you use your time? Do you spend it on yourself? Or do you spend it on others, right? How do you do that? Um, then, then life. That's the only way I knew how to explain this. It was just kind of a, a big umbrella thing here. Uh, You've been given life. It sounds like life and time, that same thing. No, I mean like the life that you have. 
your job, your, your, your friends, your family, your, your home, those, those things, those things that, that make up your life. H- how do you handle the life that you've been blessed with? Do you hold on to it and keep it all to yourself? Do you waste it and not even think about it? Or do you share it with everybody? Do you, are you willing to share your life with other people? Do you, do you take time in those relationships that God has blessed you with? Do you use those relationships? Or do you, are they just, just something that just happened to be a part of your life? Or do you, do you thoughtfully interact with the people that God's placed in your life? Um, this is a big one that we've got we to see. Uh, and finally, uh, I, I, I can't remember what I said up here for the last one. What did I say? Grace. I've got it written, walk with God in my, in my notes here. Um, but how do you handle the grace you've been blessed with? Because that's, that's a pretty big blessing, right? That what Jesus did for us on the cross, that's, that's got to be one of the, the greatest blessings in our life, right? How do we handle that? Do we, do we, do we share that with other people? Do we, do, we, do we waste that salvation that he's given us and just float through life and hope we make it to heaven? Is that what we're doing? Or are we trying to, to share, thoughtfully share what God's given us? And not just grace, the other blessings he's given us, hope, peace, joy, etc. Okay, all the other things he's given us. It's not just, it's not just, you know, man, I, I, I have a peace that God's given me. I have joy that God's given me. I hope, but man, I can share that with other people. There are other people that are looking for that. And not just like sit down and read the Bible with them, but just be a joyful person with somebody. Be a nice person, you know? Have peace and show, and, and when things go wrong at work, don't, don't fly off the handle. Be that person of peace that, that speaks confidently. You know, be, be that. Can we sh- that's how we share it, right? That's how we, do we live out what's inside, what God's already get, blessed us with. So, so how do you handle that grace that, that God's given you, that all those other gifts, hope, peace, joy? And so those, those things that we, we've talked through, money, um, talent, skills, time, life, grace, we, all those things, those are all things we're blessed with, Right? Those are all things we're blessed with. Where do all those things collide? Where do all those things collide at? There's a crossroads. There's like if you plant, if you planted like points on a graph and they intersect in one place. Do you know where that is? You're right here, right here. This is where they intersect. In the church, that's where all those things intersect. And the church might be the greatest blessing that we don't, that we just forget about a lot of times. The first week in this sermon series, we talked about how we believe in God. And last week we talked about how we believe in you. But today, I want to share with you that we believe in us. We believe in us because this is a blessing, guys. This is a blessing to have the family of God that we have, to have people in our lives that we know are praying for us, that we know love us, that we know are going through the same things we're going through. Are we perfect? No, we're not. But man, we, we need to have each other's backs. We've got to have each other's backs. Um, we, God has given us an awesome mission, right? Right? He's given us something awesome to share with everybody. But he's also given us each other. He's given us one another. He's given us this, 
And this is awesome. Um, years ago, uh, years ago, it was a few years ago, I was, uh, the church I was at before I was at 2911, uh, I, I served there as a youth pastor there, worked with the youth ministry for about 10 years. And when I got there, the youth ministry had a name. I don't know why that's the thing people do, but they name things. They, they name the youth ministry, and they had a name. And so I got, when, I got, when I was the youth pastor, I was like, I, I, don't care. You know, I don't care what the name is. It's fine. It can stay what it is. But eventually, uh, there was one time, there was a service. We had a special speaker come in, and he said something, and it hooked. And then everybody kept saying it, and it kept coming up in conversations. Here's what he said. Is he said, Jesus is plan A, and there is no plan B. And he kept saying that. And so, it was like, and, and people kept saying that. But people kept bringing it up to me and, and kept coming up in conversation. And so I was like, you know, if we're going to change the name, let's change the youth group name to Plan A Youth. And so that's what we changed it to. We changed it to Plan A. And for, we had this bracelet that said Jesus, you know, Jesus is Plan A or something on it. It was all this big thing. But it, we, we said that a whole lot. We kept saying it. We kept saying it and kept saying it. And you know what it made me realize, though, is that even though Jesus is Plan A for our lives, we're his Plan A. We're his plan A. We, we think that well, we, we need to have, have, have Jesus as our plan A, but, but we're his. The church is his plan A. That's it. We are his plan to reach this world. Look around and, and say, man, why is the world so messed up? Because the church isn't being the church. Because the church isn't being, we, we're plan A. We're the plan. We've got, we've got to be it. That's, that's who we're supposed to be. And I feel like if we could get this, if we get this, how, how much of a blessing it is to have one another. If we get that, how unstoppable would we, would we be? The early church knew this. The early church knew it. You know, they, they were following Jesus, and, uh, and then he, he, you know, he, they see him crucified. They see him raised again. They see him ascend into heaven, and he leaves it with them. He lives it, leaves it with him and says, hey, guys, you're plan A. You're it. And uh, the, the Holy Spirit comes and fills them. And uh, th th they had so many people come to the faith. Thousands of people come to begin to follow Jesus almost immediately. And uh, they began sharing all they had with, every, with each other. They began just living in a way where everything they had belonged to everybody else in, in the church. You know, they, they, you know, they found out someone else was, was struggling. They were, they were there with them, right? Because not, and let's not just think about again. Let's just think about material things. Let's think about time and 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 uh, all those other things that we talked about, right? Um, and so they began preaching, and healings began to happen, and then they began to get persecuted. Uh, in the I think the fourth chapter of Acts, it says that that Peter and John are drugged before the the Sanhedrin. They're actually thrown in prison for a night, and that kind of question, and everybody's kind of like, well. There's some miracles happening in this, in, in this movement. So like, we really can't do much, right? Because it's, it's, it's obvious that God's working in this, in this uh, Christianity thing. He's, it's, it's, he's working there. And so they release them again. And how does the church respond? They respond with more prayer. They respond with more community, with, with, with more, more of just excitement because of, of the way that, uh, that God's working in their lives. And, you know, the, pro the persecution actually brings them together right and and maybe you know sometimes i think we have it too easy we almost don't need one another we build lives where we don't need each other i, I would say the church because, but people immediately think i'm thinking i'm talking about sunday morning i'm talking about each other we build lives where we don't need the church right we, we build our lives where we don't need each other and 
that's just, that, that, that breaks my heart. But in, in the book of Acts there, it, it, right after that happens, there's a guy named Barnabas, and he, he has some land, and he sees, you know, there's people that need things in the church, and so he sells that land, and he takes all the money from it, and he gives all that money to the church to, you know, to help people. Um, and that's a great, that's a great moment, right? But then there's a not-so-great moment. And y'all may know this story. You probably do. It's, or maybe not. Maybe because I think we glaze over it sometimes. It's one of those stories like where you're kind of like, ah, that's, that's a weird one. Um, or that's a hard one to read. To, like, you know, they don't send home coloring sheets of this one uh, from kids' church. But Ananias and Sapphira. If you know this story, the, 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 there's, there's an, a, a couple, a married couple, Ananias and Sapphira. And they see what uh, Barnabas did. And they're like, oh, we're going to do the same thing. We're, we're going to do the same thing. So they sell their land that they have, and but then they get a little nervous about it, so they keep a little bit of it back, and they keep it back, and they and then they they they're not going to tell anybody that they kind of decide that's what they're going to do. And so so uh, Ananias goes to to Peter and and gives him what you know what he got from there and uh, from the transaction, and Peter calls him out. Peter calls him out. And here's what Peter says: is says then Peter said, Ananias, how is it? that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. And then what happens is Ananias dies immediately. <laughs> he dies on the spot. And they drag him out and bury him. And then Sapphira comes up, and she's, you know, I guess looking for Ananias. And so they ask her, like, hey, what was the deal with this money? And she says, we gave you everything we got. That was all, uh, you know, all, uh, we want to bless the church. And guess what happens to her? Same thing that happened to her husband. And they drag her out, and they bury her too. Crazy story, right? Yeah. Crazy story. Dark. Super dark, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's one of those you read, and you're like, What? what that, that's crazy and I, you know i heard it before like where where preachers use it to like you better give everything you got or else you know you might get zapped i'm not saying you will but you might you know but you know i think we look at that and we're like well how did that happen and how did that work and did that did it really go down like that and we we begin asking questions about how it happened but i don't know that how it happened really matters i think what matters is why why did it happen why is that the story that is shit? Why is that that what we're the story we're talking about right now? Um, you know, was it was it just keeping some money for themselves? Obviously not, right? It wasn't. It, what was it? Was it? It was. It was the lie, but it wasn't really just a lie that they told, but it was a lie that they were living. Because they were living those lies we read earlier. They were living those lies, right? They were living. That, that God may not be able to take care of me if I if I let go of this little bit right here, and I, I better I better not better not better just hold on to this right. That's what they, they were living, a lie, and um, so like you can read that as like oh it's a threat about like you know making sure you're doing your your tithes and offering, or you can see it as a warning to all of us about a spirit that doesn't need to be inside of us that says you know what. I don't know if I can trust God really with, with everything, right? Because let's look at what happened. <coughs> you have Barnabas sell everything and give it to give it to the church. 
give it to the poor give it you know give it to those that need it and then you have you have you know i'm i'm peter and the other apostles i'm probably like thank god like that's awesome this is awesome we need more people like that that will just get everything they've got you know to really sell out to this and be all in and so they're probably praying for that and then here come ananias and sapphira and the problem here is you know why you know i, I mean i'm looking at it and i'm thinking like like you know why is that them of all the people like you know there's there's they're, they're getting persecuted but you know what the threat from the inside was much more dangerous than the threat from the outside right um and the threat there is people that are are, are showing hey i'm all in but really i'm holding something back this is hard stuff guys i'm not going to play around with it this is this is hard stuff but that's that's the threat there that's the, the threat is that that to present as somebody who's all in who's really here for you but really to only be here for themselves you know that's that's the threat of, of what they they were um and a lot of christians today i think are very very comfortable to just stick their toe into into church right to just just stick and you know just just feel like you know i got a little bit and that's good and then we wonder why our lives don't just feel like we're really living out in this blessed life we wonder what the problem is what the disconnect is but the church was never meant to be something we get a little bit of the church was meant to be something we live in community with that we live as a part of right and i can sit here and unpack this this uh this story all day long and just talk about all the things that's going on but here's the thing i think we need to take away from this is that we're either all in this we're either all in on this or there's nothing to be in on are you with me you understand what i'm saying we're either all in on this or th there's no there's no point there's no point in what we're doing right like like we need to be all in on this and uh I, you know i i see ananias as far as somebody that just really didn't believe in the church that really when it came down to it really didn't believe in what was going on and they said they did but their actions spoke differently and so let me ask this and i'm asking this question of you I'm, i've asked that question of me all week long do you believe in the church do you believe in us do you believe in this um do you so money time talents relationships uh your life grace these things let me ask you one more time do you hold on to those things tightly too tightly do you spend them without thinking or do you share them with others Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.